right, welcome this morning on the Saturday morning. Glad that you're joining us. Please let us know in the comment sections where you are joining us from. And you can get to those on YouTube. You can comment on YouTube, you can comment on Facebook. If you don't know where you're watching us from, go to our church uh, Facebook page. Just let us know that you're joining us. It's awesome, man. I'm glad glad to have you with us, especially if you're first time. We just kind of want to know where you're watching from. And, and it's an encouragement to everybody else to know that they're not the only one in this uh, in this room together, all right? So also, over in the comments, put in your prayer requests. Others of you who are there, please pray for those folks who are reaching out for, for some prayer needs today. And let's just be the church family that God has called us to be. So what we're doing this week, this is supposed to be the toughest week, although it hasn't been as bad as they previously thought it was going to be. I'm talking about the number of deaths in this pandemic in the United States. Now, it has, it has been bad, and there are still some uh, hot zones, and we need to pray for those folks and pray for uh, pray for the, the, the hospital workers and so forth. But the good news is it has not been as bad. But I, I thought going into this week that was supposed to be really, really bad that we should do some various scriptures to help us through this time. So we went back on Tuesday, revisited the Anxious for Nothing series. And then on Wednesday, we went to the Old Testament, Psalm 23, and, and, and read through that Psalm and talked about how you get through something is to get through something, as in you just keep walking. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And even as we're in this valley of the shadow of death, that the best thing that we can do is just keep on walking, man. Don't stay here. Don't just keep on walking. And that's what we're doing. And then on Thursday, back to the Anxious for Nothing series, we talked about thinking about the right things, things that are true, things that are noble, things that are right, things that are pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy. Those are the kinds of things that uh, God says that we should uh, dwell on and meditate on. Yesterday, we talked about Mary and Martha and that story of Jesus in their home and Martha being a little stressed out and how she needed to chill. And I confess to you that I'm a lot like Martha sometimes that I need to chill and I need to spend more time sitting at Jesus's feet. I hope I hope that was a, a help to you as well, because that story helps me a lot. Now, uh, tomorrow, real quick, tomorrow Sunday, and we're not going to be having our 8 a.m. devotional, but I hope that you will join me for our one worship service that we're going to have at 945 a.m at Central Time in the United States of America. Uh, it'll be on demand right after the service is over with on YouTube and also on Facebook. But uh, join us live and get in the comments. And uh, uh, what we're gonna do in this series that begins tomorrow is we're gonna go through the Book of Romans. <clears throat> I'm calling the series Not Ashamed. And, uh, and, and we're just gonna work our way through the, the Book of Romans. We can't hit all of it. Uh, in the weeks that we're going to set aside on Sunday for this. But what we're going to do is we're going to go over in our devotional time. So on Monday, in our 8 a.m. devotion, I'm actually going to begin to read through the book of Romans. We're going to get a little bit each day, just a little bit, read through it, read through it, do some explanations. So you personally, this is Saturday, tomorrow, Sunday, we start the book of Romans. Monday, we start to read the book of Romans. But you can get a head start if you would like by getting out your own Bible and reading from the book of Romans. There's so much there and we're gonna learn from it. And we're gonna grow in our faith from this book and what the apostle Paul wrote. 
through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And I love it. Can't wait. Can't wait to get into it. All right. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to go to a passage in 2 Corinthians. If you have your Bibles, I would uh, love for you to go over to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And I want to show you what Christ followers do. I'll give you the short version right now. Christ followers get back up. They get back up. That's what we do. We get back up. We get knocked down, we get back up. Okay, curveball here on the scriptures. Over in uh, Proverbs chapter uh, 24, verse 16. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16. One of my favorite passages of the Bible. <clears throat> it says, uh, the godly person may fall down seven times, but they get back up. The godly person may fall down seven times, but they get back up. And uh, seven, you know, is God's perfect number. So this means falling down all the time. Like it's a regular occurrence, but they don't stay down. The godly person does not stay down. You can knock them 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 down. You can keep on knocking them down. But the godly person is going to get back up. That's Proverbs 24, verse 16. I know you're going to look, look it up and underline it. But the uh, question is, are we perfect? Absolutely not. Nobody's perfect. No one listening to me right now, including myself. We're not perfect. Do we have bad days? Absolutely, we have bad days. Do we have uh, things in the past that we wish we would have done differently? 100%, 100%, yes, sir, absolutely. But here's how we live our lives. When we fall, we get back up. And you may be down right now, but with God's power, you need to do this. You need to get back up. You need to get back up. Is it tough right now? For sure. Are you feeling weak? I am. Do you think this thing is ever going to end? It feels like it's never going to end. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to get back up. We're going to get back up. We're going to get back up because that's what the people of God do. Though the godly may, person may fall seven times, they get back up. And with God's help, we get back up, we wipe off the dust, we keep on walking in faith into the future that God has prepared for us. Can somebody say amen? <laughs> okay, now to the verse that we're going to read for the day. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4, and I need to make this kind of quick today because I got a lot on my plate today, a lot on my plate. So Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4, beginning verse 1, and I have now found it. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, beginning verse 1. It says, Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. Don't want to do that. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if the God, our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. That means uh, some people are just not going to be able to figure this out. It's not that Paul is trying to hide the good news of Jesus and what he did for them on the cross and his resurrection, taking away everyone's sin who believes. He's, he's not, Paul is not putting a veil on that, but some people just can't see it. They can't, they don't. Uh, wait. I don't want to sound like I'm talking down on anybody, but some people are just spiritually blind. They can't get it. And we see that in verse four. It says, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they can't get it. So they cannot see 
the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. Verse six, for God said, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. And then he describes the salvation that we have, the, the, the light of God in our hearts. He describes it as a treasure. It's a treasure. Don't you agree with me that the, the salvation that we have in the presence of God in our lives, especially in difficult times, don't you believe that that is a treasure? Okay. But here's what's odd about it. This is verse seven. He says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all surpassing power is from God and not from us. So maybe you remember back to the, the Christian band jars of clay. Well, this verse is where they got their name and it's what we are as well. We are jars of clay, feeble, feeble jars of clay that crack easily, but on the inside, there's something amazing. There's something valuable. You think about that, something very, very valuable is something is inside of something that is um, very feeble. Now, normally you wouldn't put something that's expensive inside of something that can crack and break that easily. Uh, for instance, is if you had a Ferrari, if you had a Ferrari, if you do, you need to give the pastor a ride. But if you had a Ferrari, you wouldn't park it in a cardboard box out on your street. You'd treat it better than that. You'd put it in something nice. You'd, you'd probably build a garage for it. But you think about this, wow. God chose to put his treasure, salvation from his son, the Holy Spirit, the presence of almighty God inside of clay pots, inside of us. And he did so. That, so that in hard times, like the one we're in right now, his power could be demonstrated by how he takes care of the clay pots, okay? Even though we're breakable, our feebleness, I don't even know if that's a word, our feebleness displays God's power. Verse eight, we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, by the way, Clay pots are easy to break. I don't know if you've ever broken one. Go to Home Depot or some garden center, get you some uh, terracotta pots and take them home. And when you get home, you bought three. When you get home, you got one that's not cracked. That's how they are. Very, very easy to break. Paul says, because of what is in us, because of the treasure that God has put in us, because of his spirit within us, that is a, that is a deposit or guarantee of our salvation because of his spirit, even though we go through tough times, we're not crushed. Thank you, Lord. Perplexed, but not in despair. And, and, and yes, I don't know why we're going through all that we're going through. I'm kind of perplexed, honestly. Don't understand it all. Don't like it, what we're going through. But I can tell you this, I am not in despair. Because, here's why, because God, God, that's why. That's why uh, even though I am feeble, 
I can get back up because when I'm weak, he is strong. Verse nine, <laughs> even though we're persecuted, we're not abandoned, struck down, we're not destroyed. Verse 10, we always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. Since then, death is at work in us, but life is also at work in you. It is written, I believe and therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Amen to that. It is to me, it's it's awesome, but I will admit it's a little bit weird that even in our challenging time that we're in the other day, or that we're in now, as I said the other day, Google searches for prayer have gone up off the charts. That's because people are so open spiritually right now, more than I've ever seen in my lifetime. And uh, people are just hungry for God. They want to talk to God. And strangely, more people are joining us now in our services by way of the internet than ever joined us physically. You think about that. In the middle of the mess, God is, God is reaching people. And that makes me thankful even to be in the trouble that we're in right now. Verse 16, <clears throat> therefore we do not lose heart Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen. What is seen right now? The mess that we're in, the economy, the stock market, the, anxi the anxiety of our world. He says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. So, so what is unseen? I'll tell you what's unseen, people's souls and the, the openness and, and the searching that is taking place right now. And hopefully the commitments of faith that are being made to Jesus right now in this time period in which we live. That's what the apostle Paul says, our focus should be on the things that are not seen. He says, verse 18 again, so we fix our eyes. Uh, so we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Um, all that to say, this situation that we're in right now is temporary, but what is happening is eternal. This situation is temporary, but what, what God can do in you and in me right now is eternal. What's happening right now in our world, though difficult, is causing something eternal to happen in the hearts and in the lives of many people. Now, I always remind you guys, what happens to you is not as important as what happens in you. What happens to you is not nearly as important as what happens in you. What happens to you is not nearly as important as what happens in you because what happens to you is temporary, but what happens in you is eternal. 
So what do we do when we get knocked down? I'm gonna tell you what we do. We gather our faith, we put it back in Jesus, we get back up and we wipe off our knees and we keep taking steps of faith because what we have in us is a treasure. And when we get up and we continue to take steps of faith and we put a smile on our face and we put hope in our heart and, uh, and we speak words of life to other people, <clears throat> we get to show the world that the treasure in us is real. Not that we are strong on our own, but that God is strong. I mean, we're just clay pots, man. We're just clay pots. And we should crack underneath all of this strain and underneath all this pressure, but we don't because God is with us. Amen? Though the righteous fall seven times, they get back up. So get back up. Give glory to God today and keep on walking in faith. Let me pray for you guys. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for all you're doing in us, even while things are happening to us. I thank you that even though our world feels like it's coming apart at the seams right now, <laughs> if something good is happening behind the scenes, I thank you that, that good can happen to us, even in us while bad is happening to us. And I pray God that that would be the case for all of us, that even though we don't like this situation that we now find ourselves in, Lord, that you can do something good with it. You can do something good with it. I pray, God, that you would heal those who are sick, that you would protect those who are healthy, that you would be with those who are on the front line, give them protection and give them grace, Lord. I pray for those who are working and searching for cures for this thing, Lord. Give them your wisdom. I pray for our leaders, Lord, who are trying to make some tough decisions about how and when to open things back up. Uh, Lord, please give them wisdom as well. I pray that you'd watch over my church family, Lord. Continue to bless us, even in the time in which we find ourselves. And I pray all of this in the powerful, powerful name of your son, Jesus. And everybody watching said, amen. All right, guys, I will see you in the morning. Remember, it's Sunday, uh, 9.45 a.m. is when the service begins. Uh, maybe we'll open up the lobby a few minutes early. Yeah, let's open up the lobby just a few minutes early and come in and chit-chat on chat to some other people and welcome some folks. Uh, invite somebody to join us tomorrow in church. That would be awesome to get some new folks in church tomorrow. All right, so love you. Uh, have a good day. See you tomorrow. God bless.